Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Rhythm Section, brought to you by The Minor Frownery. I'm your host, Coburn Blair. This week, Kyle and I are talking about new music from Little Sims, Baby Keen, AZ, and Toronto's own Jazz Cartier. We hope you enjoy it. And if you like what you hear, remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get into the show. So, Kyle, it's been not that long, but it's been a little while, and we have a lot of new music to talk about. How have you been? I've been good. Uh, rainy day in the city, uh, but just kind of glued to these J's. It's always good to uh you know towards the end of a baseball season to have something exciting happening especially given that you know we're going to be coming up to like basketball and hockey and uh you know it's we're coming up to the exciting time of the year i think and uh it's just good to it's 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 a good vibe i like it this is like the time of the year where you have like every single sport possible kind of happening like you know football starting up hockey and basketball about to get started like Baseball is kind of winding down, but also still going strong, and soccer is back. It's and the best part of baseball too, like the playoffs. I'm, I think for me, like trying to do a 162 game season is just like, it's intense. So I don't really tune in until you know as you're starting to approach the All Star break, and I love playoff baseball because I think there's nothing more like tense uh than that and it's good to know we may be participating in it at least it's been interesting going down the stretch it's good to see we have a future it's very it's it's very evident uh what we have going for us uh vladdy's fantastic bichette's fantastic you know like it's it's just been it's been great uh they're gonna be throwing the bag at them in the off season and uh i'm here for it yeah i mean i'm excited i would like to get all the way there with this jays team i haven't really been as ecstatic as since as a jays fan since 2016 i feel like you know 2015 2016 we should have kind of taken our window there so to see us you know kind of get back there is is really interesting to me and i I hope we kind of can go all the way this time because it seems like we're you know pretty close and yeah i enjoy the collective happiness of and excitement of everyone yeah i think that also you know kind of changes things changes the way that you experience the team yeah as well but you know there's some really good music coming up that we should be talking about as as well and i think a a lot of people are just putting out really good music right now that's kind of what i've noticed lately it's really uh, this is uh i i really think when we're done looking at this year it's going to be and you know you and i you know we talk back and forth about it uh quite often Uh, i think 2021 i mean if we can get a kendrick album uh come out i think that would be absolutely fantastic i think really what else do you want for a year and it's it's on both sides of the pond too i mean uk hip-hop has been absolutely fantastic that we're you know we're going to talk about one of uh its brightest stars in uh little sims uh you know in a few in a few in a few minutes here um but it's just really kind of interesting what's unfolded and it's the older guys getting in on it too and that's another thing that's going to be represented today so it's been an interesting year i kind of really look forward to uh looking back at this in the introspectively and just kind of looking and seeing how the chips settle and 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 really i think what'll be for a lot of people a memorable year Yeah, I think that, you know, with all that's happened and, you know, kind of one year in from the pandemic, but also somehow removed from it a little bit, we're entering an interesting part of the year. I think people are kind of coming out of their shells a little bit more. And I think music's starting to resonate in a way that it didn't for the past little bit. It's exciting. Like, it's excitement all around. And I know, you know, we just... uh... 
you know, we're just getting off an election, and uh, I think the whole result of that election has been, you know, and just the whole, you know, thing, you know, thing around it, and how kind of pointless it seems. I, it's always good that there's something else to, you know, to really get inspired by and vibe off of, uh, you know, especially even the music coming out of this city. So it's 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 there's a dualism in our lives right now, and it's good to, you know, enjoy some of the better things because I feel like you know we've been really kind of introspective about our political situation in the last week yeah let's uh so let's shake the conversation up and let's jump into, into the music should we start i guess we should start with with az and, and yeah. the war die too i think that's a good you know place to jump off into what did you think of this album were you anticipating it um i, I like i mean this in the best way this is kind of exactly what i expected from az especially given the title it's a you know it's a sequel to uh his debut i believe it's interesting because the firm is kind of having a good year if we remember uh, a few episodes ago we talked about king's disease 2 and it's been absolutely fantastic and to have this album come out and be really great has been great as well you know i've been banging this in the car quite a bit just cruising around the city vibing and it's almost making me nostalgic and i think az really picks up where he left off putting out bassy boom bap hip-hop straight out of bed style, and i'm here for it uh the first do or die is very much told from within the game about life and death and a criminal criminal existence and getting by and this almost looks at it from not quite the rear view because there's you you feel the feet still in it but it's a more intimate and reflective look backwards at it it's the work of someone attempting to pull away from the life that features so heavily in you know his mafia rap contemporaries and it's interesting hearing these narratives from ogs who have a different perspective on life now and some some things that were so serious before become senseless and you know there's moments of newfound maturity on it and that's always good to hear and i was i I really enjoyed this yeah i think this album for me i think like you said it is exactly what we expected and i think we both mean that in a really good way i think it needs to be kind of put up there with king's disease i know az is kind of maybe i'll say he doesn't have the same star power as dawes or maybe he doesn't get the same recognition as Nas, even though I think he should. He's been, you know, putting out quality albums for a long time. I think this is his first studio album since 2009. So there has been a little of a hiatus there. But it's nice to have him back, you know, in the, the leading seat, working hard. He's picked the right features. You know, this is a really, really solid boom bap album to me. And I like that, you know, a theme that we always come back to on this podcast is Griselda. And there's definitely some, you know, features here. He has Griselda on the album, a really good song with, you know, Lil Wayne and Conway the Machine over Alchemist beat. So I think we're seeing kind of things kind of come around and come together a little bit here. And for me, that's kind of like the, I mean, let's, we we're, you know, obviously, you know, kind of dovetailing into the, into our tracks here, but I think that that song Ritual with Conway the Machine, Lil Wayne, first of all, this Lil Wayne verse, this like, does this feel like vintage Lil Wayne tomfoolery? Like I'm enjoying, like I, I'm like, this is, I mean, I think he's put out some really, really good verses this year. If you like sum it up, like, I don't know that we'll get an album from, from, from him that can match this energy, but like his verse on the little, on the Drake album is great. Yeah. This verse is great. Um, Tyler, Tyler, the creator versus great. I don't think he's had too many bad features this year. It's good. Like, this is one of, like, when you, ha- when you have a year where all the, uh, 
the obligatory Lil Wayne ends up being, you know, from in a, a vintage stock. It's good, and just this, the you know, the raunchiness of it, and the it, the funniness of it, is you know, it's just it, it's really, 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 really good. I, I think that probably it's between this or the Tyler the Creator verse for me uh, on the Tyler the Creator album uh, that are my favorites. But like, the, yeah, the Drake one was sick as well. And listen, Lil Wayne, uh, if you have a, a a healthy, vibrant Lil Wayne, I mean, you're doing okay. Yeah, and I think that you know. It- the, the the game's in a really good place when Lil Wayne's doing well. Um, you know, he beat that whole Donald Trump mega association and he's put back putting out good music. I would love to see him do a focused album with someone ANRing it for him. Cause I think that could really cement him. You know, if he kinda put out his, you know, looking back, retrospective type album at this age. Does Lil Wayne have to do an album with a producer? Is this, does he have to get into the vogue of doing that? I don't know if it needs to be one, one rapper, one producer. I think Lil Wayne could kill that format. I'd love to see yeah. you know, Manny, Manny Fresh in the room. I'd love to see Lil Wayne maybe with Alchemist a little mm-hmm. bit. I think That'd that be could cool. be cool. I mean, I think that would be a really, really great and really focused way for Lil Wayne to kind of get that album or that mixtape or whatever it is off his chest. Do I think he'd ever do it? I think my answer is no. I don't think that he would, you know, because I think that once you hit a certain level too, you're trying to like outdo yourself and hit up charts and, and do certain things. But like, I think if, even if you look back at just the Vince Staples album, you know, the self-titled Vince Staples project we got with Kenny Beats, I think that would be a really kind of cool format for some of these bigger artists to kind of pick up on. Absolutely. I'm um, obviously, you know, Jay-Z did that on 444. I think Lil Wayne would look really cool doing that on a new album. Yeah, I think that I, I, I'm always, I think the problem is someone, when you're doing that, you have someone that's pushing you. And I don't know if Lil Wayne works in that mode from a headspace standpoint. Yeah, I think his, like, you know, the celebrity is kind of too high and he's been famous for too long. Yeah, he's been Lil Wayne land for a little long. Yeah, so I wonder if, you know, you could kind of pull him out and be like, hey, you know, this would be a really cool project for you, you know maybe don't worry about trying to do a number one hit or, you know, whatever songs you you think you need to do. Just give us a really focused rap album and and people will appreciate that. I'm definitely here for that. So what other songs did you like? What features did you like? What stood out to you? What producers? Uh, Honestly, like, like I stand for, uh, for Alchemist. So like, it was really great to see him out. Uh, Love the, the, Idris Alba um, intro, fantastic. Good to see him out. Uh, we got our, our obligatory Rick Ross. Honestly, the Conway the Machine, Lil Wayne are probably my favorites uh, in terms of like features. But keep it real. I fucking love that track. Like time to answer. Like there's some really good. And what I what I kind of liked here is that he didn't like. I almost, especially given some of the albums that we've been listening to lately, especially Honda. It's good that's you know to see someone who is sure of themselves and just kind of taking it on their own accord, right? So um, I really kind of enjoyed that, and like just for you and keep it real and ritual are probably my three favorite tracks on the whole album. But like to be very honestly, it was very strong all the way through, and you know I always. You know, I tried to do the headphone concentrated listening test and then the driving test and then the like having it in the background test and just like, is is, is this, you know, how does this fit into my moods and how does this fit into what I'm doing and how can I live with it? And I just felt that there were really no points where I, 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 I want to 
I want to skip this, where I want to skip tracks on this. Like, there's some maybe some parts here and there that aren't as strong, but like, I, I thought that overall, um, it showed restraint in the amount of tracks that were chosen, and it's just it, it really kind of knows what it is, and it's on brand in the best way possible. Yeah, and I think that's what kind of seals the deal for me. This is what I want Easy sounding like in this day and age. And you can see where his influences, how they touch rap and affect rap today. It's just really good putting bars together. Uh, and I like, you know, there's not a feature on this that screams that he's trying to, you know, incorporate himself with the new era. He's just kind of being himself. And he could have done that, right? Like, he could have been, like, for someone, like, as you said, who hasn't released a studio album since 2009, there could have been an inclination to, all oh, right, I gotta bring all of these young bloods on to try to, like, make me relevant. And there was just, uh, you know, and kind of like what you said with what Lil Wayne should do, don't worry about the singles, don't worry about this, just try to put out an awesome album. And I think that's what was done here, and I think it just serves everything the bonus track with t-pain was kind of the only one i wasn't too too into but like yeah like i i think you're spot on with that like there's no attempt there's you can try when someone's you can you can feel when someone's trying to be relevant you just are relevant or you're not i i guess you know what i mean yeah yeah and i think that like you know you can kind of look out of place if you are just trying to be relevant so the people who kind of like you said know what they're doing and stay focused it really works for them and you know they kind of can stand out from the crowd by just being themselves and that's really what i got from here you know the features some of it sounds you know like the 90s or you know like the early 2000s when he was doing his other albums and i don't think that's necessarily a knock on on the album at all i think it kind of like places it in a specific time in a specific place and i think i like that uh, about the album yeah, I mean, it's a time and a place I want to go. I, I I'm t- cool to go back to, if you're going back to kind of a awesome time and place, it kind of works. And um, because sometimes when you know an older artist tries tries to trade, like I don't feel there's a trade on nostalgia here, and I think it's more like this is what I do, and I'm I'm okay with that. Trying to people trying to recapture old energy can be sad, but people trying to create new energy is you know a positive thing. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's you know some of the best part of of this project. So, you know, kind of looking at it as a whole, wh- how how do you rate this? How do you compare this? How do you rate this? What's the cog ratings on this album? For me, I have this as an eight point five. It's fantastic. There's just a couple tracks I could probably do without, but overall, like it, it's pretty, it's a pretty solid listening experience. I'm gonna keep listening to it. It's kind of been in my headphones or playing in the car for like the last like you know couple weeks, week, and it's just been it, it's something. It's an album you can live with, and I really, really appreciate it. And I look forward to kind of looking at it in the context of you know the rest of the year. Yeah, I think so too. And I think um, this album for me, like I, I would love to have this on vinyl or somewhere else. It's just a really cool, nice head nodding album, and it, and like you said, it, it can live a few different places. So I again have this as an eight point five as well. Az really showed out, and he's there's a reason he's you know in my top five rappers from New York. And I think he he deserves a lot more love on this too. Absolutely, I think more people should be talking about this. So where do you want to jump into next? I was thinking keep it stateside. Let's talk about Baby Keem's The Melodic Blue. Let's do it. What did you think of this album? I was back and forth on this album, mostly fourth. Uh, there's moments where I was sucked in, but it never really sustained me for that long. 
it was put out on the back of Family Ties with his cousin Kendrick Lamar. I find when this album goes in a more simplistic sonic direction, it kind of works better. Like, I did enjoy this single. Um, First Order of Business is an example of a track that, you know, was kind of able to bring me in, but I wasn't really able to vibe out on that. And I think the big issue with this album is it doesn't feel like it knows what it's supposed to be. It doesn't have cohesive narrative, you know, or sonic directions. And, like... like for me a track like vent shouldn't even make the cutting room floor and it kind of takes away it's tracks like that that kind of take away from the album wrapping up on a high note you know with first order of business but then it goes into vent which is not great and then 16 which i thought was a really cool closer so i thought like there was an opportunity to kind of put it away on a high note but you know i it's funny because i compare this to like the debut stew album from boogs where it's the opposite where it really knows what it wants to be and what the narrative is and you know how it's going to package itself sonically and you know there's moments on this but you know it never really hits the heights i think it is you know it uh, aspires to i don't think it's necessarily at the same level as even some of his mixtapes or eps like i don't necessarily think he was dare i say ready for a full length question mark yeah, that's 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 interesting too, because this is you know this is the debut. This is Kendrick's new label. This is his cousin. You know, you have some of the best producers working right now on it. This is kind of like you know the rolling out of the red carpet. I find Baby Keem to be kind of an enigma. I can kind of see you know who he's influencing the game. I remember you know Drake showing up to his show when he had it in Toronto. He's been had a lot of hype. I've wondered too about kind of doing these debuts during the pandemic so Mm. i think you know getting records from more established artists you know kind of works or sophomore follow-ups like we've seen this year but i think something about the debut is kind of hard to hit that target during this you know uneasy time period because you kind of have to put the the touring legs behind it i think you know like i i think you have to get out behind an album like this if it's going to be your first album and, and kind of establish that, that notoriety and, you know, like work a fan base in person to an, you know, to an extent and show the other part of your like creative vision. So like, like, as you said, you know, like if Nas drops an album right now, he like, he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't ever have to get on a tour bus again. Yeah. He doesn't, but you know, for someone breaking in, it's a little bit more of a proletariat situation where you, you're going to have to, get behind it, do all the interviews, do all the, you know, do the, do the tours. And I'm wondering where this is in the Kendrick Lamar release wash. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I, so I, I, like, I, I think that, you know, I, I don't think he, Baby Keem is without talent bunny stretch of the imagination, but I'm just like, it's just a very not, it's not it it doesn't show an artist coming out ready ready to be mature and assault the industry at the with the of the with the vigor they're likely wanting to. Yeah, and I think that that you know puts them in a in a hard situation. We but you know again we've seen this top of the morning uh line go viral. There has been a little bit of moments here. Um I'm sh- like the video for Family Ties or like the song dropping kind of made some splashes there. I, I mean, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the single. I was like, it gave me a kind of hopes for the album. 
Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I think, you know, I kind of haven't really gotten into this yet, and, I, and I'm hoping that it'll kind of grow on me a little bit more. I'm really, like, back and forth with Baby Keem. I liked his appearance on Donda. He can definitely rap. He's definitely really talented. I still haven't, I won't say I'm, like, a huge fan yet, but there's something kind of happening, and I'm kind of interested to see more. Yeah, because I think he's he's clearly good. I mean, like even like the rhyming, it's just it's it's just like kind of the overall packaging and how it's put together that it's kind of my thing, right? Because like there's being a good there's being someone who can spit, but then there's like, are you putting the whole thing together and being an artist? And I think like that's the next step. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think that. He's there's clearly the right amount of people or the right people around him. I mean, like Travis Scott's on this and like, so like, it's not like he's without uh, mentors, if you will, or, you know, people and, you know, obviously he's Kendrick Lamar's cousin signed to his label. So I'd be interested to see how he progresses on the next one. And I mean, if you're an artist who's releasing a first album and then the next step shows uh, progress and more maturity and you know a refinement of your craft then that's a victory so like i think it's a it's a to be continued yeah i'd like to see you know this album go on the road and i'd like to see kind of what happens from here and and a little bit more peeling back the layers on you know who baby keem is and i don't know if i necessarily need them to pull away from his cousin but i don't know that like especially with how big kendrick is and how big his buzz is i don't know I feel like he's kind of in his shadow a little bit here. Well, there's a gravitational pull, right? Like, it's like being one of Jupiter's moons. It's like, it's like you're a satellite. And I think, but like, I think one thing that you, I mean, you mentioned, I think in our last pod was um, just about, it's hard being signed to another artist's label, regardless of like what the relationship is. Like, it doesn't always go great. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you're always going to kind of run into that when you do that. And I think, being family members with, with that person adds, you know, an extra complication to it. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is it going to be like, yo, Kendrick, you take my last album. It's like, don't come to Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you watch, you know, that happened on the West Coast, you know, Nate Dogg and, and Snoop and there was family there. So I think, you know, we're kind of watching it happen again. I'm kind of more excited to see, you know, who Baby Kim is on his own. And I think that will come, you know, with time and age because he's still very young. Yeah, and I think that's a big problem on this album is that I don't really know much about Baby Keem yet, and I want to know more about him and who he is and like that like self expression. So, do you think this is you know in some ways testing the water for what Kendrick's next album will sound like at all, or you think this is made in a vacuum? I think this is made in a vacuum because like I don't know, like I don't because I don't think the rollout is. You know, the rollout isn't, you know, intertwined or anything like that because we don't really know Ken when Kendrick's going to release the next album. And, I mean, I would hope that the Kendrick Lamar album has more uh, sonic cohesiveness. Yeah, I think it will. I think, you know, Kendrick's going to build something um, new. I, I I hope he doesn't stick with these voices, though. I'm, I'm, I don't really want an album full of Kendrick doing all these voices. It's not really for me. Yeah, I mean, that special move comes out a couple times. That's it. Yeah, it just seems like with all his latest features and, and rapping, it seems like he's kind of leaning in that direction. So, you know, if there's going to be a super, like, Eminem-influenced album, I'm probably not going to like it that much. I know, and, like, a good Kendrick Lamar album would really be the best way to top off this al- this year. 
Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I have no doubt he's going to make an amazing, phenomenal album. I'm just wondering where, what it's going to sound like. Mm-hmm. So, what's your cog rating on this baby Keem album? Where are you sitting? I have this as a I have this as a five point five, and I'm not like liking having to do that, but I think that there needs to be like a whole other three levels he's got to go, and maybe that'll happen. This is the first one out of the gate. Yeah, I have this as a six. You know, there's some good songs on it. I'm gonna come back to it a little bit more. My rating might change with time. I still don't feel like I know really who Baby Keem is yet, and I'd like to find out more about him. So Absolutely. I will be checking back in. So I think we should jump across the pond next and visit good old London. I'd, and I'd like to talk about the new Little Sims album. Sometimes I might be an introvert. This album is so fucking good. Like it's like this album is really incredible. This is probably going to go into be my one or two favorite albums this year. And I've had a, you know, a little bit of time to just, you know, cause we had a little break to kind of, you know, to kind of ingest it. And, you know, it's like one of the most sonically diverse and vibrant examples of expression. Uh, like I think we've heard in a long time and like sonically, it traverses a lot of ground, you know, from boom bap hip hop, elements of drill, synth wave elements, afro beat, and then it arrives at a point uh, at the track Point and Kill where you just hear Fella Cootie in Africa 70 and you can't help but groove. And like at that point, you fully realize you're listening to something special. And like her Nigerian roots are there. You know, it's painted throughout this album. But at this point, it's full, you know, at that point, it's fully unleashed. And if you're not moving when that shit comes up, like, uh, I question what's going on in your soul. And, like, for the larger music industry, Little Sims flies, I think, criminally under the radar. But UK peeps and the people who know what's up know what's up. And I think she's been releasing music of a high quality her entire career. Gray uh, Gray Area is where I kind of really, like, got, you know, like, listened to her for the first time and it's really where she sh- you, know, you know it's where she showed up on my radar you know but there's a dedicated group of people before that who knew this shit was happening and uh my only real beef with little sims is her questionable uh football associations uh arsenal football club which we can't always just hold against people i mean we can but uh like this album is just so good and i just enjoy it so much and it's just got so many different elements and so many like twists and turns but it's cohesive at the same point and it's just like a really at some points it's so expressive and so talking about the difficulties being you know a black woman in the uk in 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 western civilization and what that entails you know problems with love and politics and and classism and like what it's like growing up you know in the uk as a black person and also and then just it just pays such sonic tribute to her roots that it's like you listen so like we talked about baby keem and how you know we don't really know baby keem i feel like when you listen to this you know who little sims is and it's really it's really great getting to know her yeah and i'd say like you know kind of being on her fourth you know state studio album she's a little bit more self-realized as an artist i feel like this album feels very cinematic to me. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's any kind of points wasted here. It feels very well orchestrated and it's, there's a large presence of her throughout the album and it's very well sequenced and it rolls into itself. And, you know, you come out feeling like, you know, a little bit more about this person who you've listened to, you know, for however many years. So I think this album, you know, to me is really, really good. It's great. It's probably one of the best albums I've heard this year. And it's a very self-realized album. 
Yeah, it's very self-assured, and it takes risks, and there's no fear in that, and this fearless release of music, I think, is uh, fantastic. I mean, I would almost compare it to, I don't think it's such a sonic diversion like Fetch the Bull Cutters by Fiona Apple, but I feel like it's, like, for me in that same spiritual vein where there is a, a concerted effort to explore and to be curious and to get to know yourself. And when you feel an artist doing that and you're, and you get to be part of that with them, it's really good. And she, and like also like from a very straight up standpoint, she has bars, like there's some really good stuff on this and she's just she can she can turn a phrase if you will you know she's she can spit too and um she can work in a lot of different modes and i just think she's a very singular talent and i was just this is such a it's been such a joy to listen to yeah this album i'm gonna come back to and i think there's a lot you know more for this album more time to sit with and more time to spend with this album it just really really it's like a deep dive and even with that you know there's individual moments of brilliance that kind of are head and shoulders maybe above certain so i don't know this album is really really good like it's like a it's a really worthwhile listen yeah and it kind of like you know and you hear these elements of afrobeat throughout it and you know as as i mentioned you you know you're hearing you're hearing fellow cootie and tony allen and you're you're, you know afrique you know africa 70 as well and like you're really kind of hearing that it almost crescendos as i said into that uh for point and kill and fear no man and then it kind of pulls away from it in the garden and brings it to a really nice finish with uh how did you get here and, and misunderstood and you know like even you know the second track woman you know with the, the cleo soul uh feature like it's it's just really really good and really sequenced and uh fantastic storytelling yeah and i think that these albums you know we listen to a lot of music and you know this album kind of stands out um against what we always listen to because and that, making this album is a really you know it's a labor of love and it's a hard thing to do and it's not easy to make an album that resonates in this way against everything else and I think the, the even the, the the runtime, you know, it's like it's 19 songs, but it doesn't feel like it's you know too long at 19, 19 songs. No, it's not labor. It's not laborious at all. It, it it well, it really moves too. Like it's got it like it grooves and um, it's also like it's a very it's a heady listen, but it's also uh, it's it's super fucking fun at times too. Like I don't like there is no like there is you know tragedy and introspection but there isn't you're not deprived of joy when you're listening to it and i just like i i really think that and like like for standing ovation like such a good track as well and rolling stone like that one you know where i think she's you know she's rapping about her father it's you know it's really good stuff so what are your top two favorite songs from this uh it's point and kill is my favorite song by far i just as soon as i heard it i'm like this is fucking incredible. This is just like, um, and then probably uh, Woman featuring Cleo Soul, and then uh, honorable mention to like Protect My Energy. I love that. Uh, sorry, not Protect My Energy. Uh, fucking, what is it? Speed. Speed's really, really good. Speed's a really good track. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, my, my favorite uh, above and beyond is definitely Little Q Part 2. Woman's also amazing. I really, really like Cleo Soul. Yeah, I think Speed 2 as well is is an amazing song. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's it's hard. I mean, it's just, I think it's really well sequenced too. 
Yeah. And like, I think that's, you know, another thing that, that makes albums stand out when the sequencing just makes sense. And, you know, it doesn't feel like a labor to get through an album at all either. Yeah, no, 100%. So anything else that you want to talk about on this album, you know, about maybe about British music, where British music is at, is at, you know, you think this album is going to get the recognition that it deserves? Well, that's kind of my only fear. And like, one of the things, you know, and I kind of mentioned this as, and you know, we had talked about it, about this being kind of a banner year for UK hip hop. And I don't like, and I really think when you consider this, you know, especially with with the Dave album as well, uh, which I felt, you know, I, 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 I'm for sure it's going to be in your, uh, I feel like my prediction would be your top three uh, for the end of the year. But like, it's just, you know, the, their albums that kind of really kind of hit people and, and everyone seems to be enjoying it and i've heard like verdansk play in a bunch of different cars like driving by and stuff and you know i hope that this gets that recognition i know it's received the critical acclaim that it definitely deserves but it's just it's just another example and i think just the culmination of how everything's come together is uh, of just a really good year for uk hip-hop and like on our next episode you know because we're kind of playing catch up because of our break you know more from pasalu millions you know it's going to be like there's more really really great stuff and it's gets to a point where you're like you know if at this point they're not going to get it overseas then i think you know in north america you know fully in america i think i don't know if it'll ever happen but i think that you could argue that the uk is winning the year so far with releases and i feel confident in that in i mean you know there's some been some really good u.s releases from you know in from a hip-hop standpoint but it's it it's it's i i really think that it's really been the uk's year from a release standpoint and i don't think that's even much of a hot take yeah no i think i would i would have to agree with you and i think that i guess my only hope would be that and maybe this doesn't really need to happen is that you know people in the US would kind of take these releases the same way that they, you know, look out for their own releases and say that, you know, regardless of accents or where people are from, that this music is good and it deserves ears and it deserves to be, you know, highly rated and it deserves to be talked about and on the year end list, you know, with American con- contemporaries, because this music is, you know, contemporaneous to me. Yeah, I like I, I think that the, just the, the level of storytelling on it, I think if you're listening to it, without prejudice from a you know from a you know an uh, an england north america kind of paradigm i think that you're gonna really kind of find stuff that is just it's kind of it's very eclectic and very savvy and it shows just a level of understanding of music and taste like the 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 amount of like how good her taste is for this to be the you know the artistic output like you don't you you really kind of have to be sure of yourself in order to do that and i think that confidence should resonate across the pond but i mean like okay it's like if you're considering it so we had you know the dave album came out the you know flu game came out trace age tracy you know uh pasalu just dropped an ep which is very interesting and very tied to uh, you know his roots and you know millions and you know skepta put out an ep and i just really kind of um 
you know, I th- I think that the, just the output overall, I'm probably missing a bunch of stuff, even stuff that we reviewed. But like when you consider it all as a whole and adds like a musical output from a place, and especially a lot of it concentrated in London, then you know, like at what like what is the what is the marker in terms of like where it needs to go from an accolade standpoint to properly get its due? I think for me is a tough question to ask. And like, will UK artists just have to, and maybe they don't care. Maybe we're just some people who live in North America talking about it and they don't even think about it, but I don't think they don't think about it. But I I think that there is a, you know, an acceptance that they're putting out music that everyone else, probably everywhere else in the world uh, is probably loving it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, once you kind of step out from your kind of myopic worldview, you can kind of appreciate more music and kind of take that thing, take that, take it in that it's, you know, it's larger than the music you grew up on or the artists that you've, you know, kind of been force fed. So I think that's really my only, you know, goal for UK music uh, going forward. Yeah, because I think that there's probably uh, young black women in America who could really relate to this and love it. You know what I mean? Like, I say that as a white man who doesn't understand, you know, doesn't have the um, racial context, but I'm sure, you know, just like just the fact that the the universal ideas and everyone can appreciate, but I'm sure that, you know, there's a common understanding, you know, regardless of where you are, of what it's, of what that is like. And I think that, I think people just need to be a little bit more open. That's all. Agreed. So where, where do you stand? What's your patented cog rating for this album? I have, this as a 10. This is one of my two favorite albums so far this year. The title of the creator of the album is the other one. Like, I really, like, I I, I just really kind of am going to keep listening to this. And, you know, Grey Area was so fucking good. And then this somehow topped it. So, really well done. Yeah. Yeah, I have this as a nine. I think this album is phenomenal. I'm excited to see, you know, where Little Sims goes next. I'd like to see her acting again as well because I thought she did really great in Top Boy and I know she's... She was fucking awesome in Top Boy. Yeah, and I know she's acted before that too so I'm excited to see more from her on that scale and we know the music's phenomenal as well. So And also I look at her and I'm like, how fucking untalented am I? I'm just (laughs) like, I'm like, wow, how many, like, she's legit triple threat type shit, you know? So, fantastic. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited because there's a lot of, seems to be a lot more UK people who can kind of do that that whole different you know side of things like you know we look at dave and dave's also really great in top boy he's fucking good and but and, and like he's just like and it's just the lyrical content on the album is fucking ridiculous from him too and also lil sims is gonna be i think playing the mod club soon i think there's uh that's going on sale relatively soon as well i think uh my wife was just like are we going i'm like yeah yeah you definitely are gonna want to be at that show mm-hmm. so let's let's speak in the mod club let's bring it home and let's talk about jazz cartier's the Fleur print, which is, I guess, his first independent release in quite some time, because the last album he did was it was Universal. Two, his last one, Universal, yeah, yeah. the Fleur ever in two, two, July twenty seventh, two thousand eighteen. So it's been quite a while from him. Do we know what precipitated that move? I'm curious. I think he kind of he dresses it a little bit on this. He's talked about it in some interviews, but just you know wanting to be independent again and you know everything kind of not playing out in the way that he might have thought at the label so he gets into that a little bit on some of the earlier songs 
on this album, which I thought was cool, the cool thing for him to do. Yeah, that's kind of what I, that that's kind of why I was asking, because like, it's, you know, he, I, it looks like he touches on, you know, the struggle, you know, like if you think that being on a major label is going to be one thing, but it's not. And, you know, I really enjoyed this album. I think Jazz Cartier approaches his craft super methodically, and he consistently puts out material, like, of a super high caliber. It has moments of sparseness, but he doesn't shy away from opening up and creating these, like, aural landscapes, and it's even better when you look at the fact that he's doing this, you know, as an independent artist. He's doing this. This is his taste and heart and soul. You know, he surrounds himself with really good people and, you know, he's going to control of his destiny. And I think, you know, this is another example of how he's one of the best products that comes out of this city. And, you know, he's stationed in Los Angeles right now. And I think, you know, uh, you know, at this caliber of work, I think there is, he should be moving the needle forward. He's, Jazz Cartier is really fucking good. Yeah, I think it's it's cool. I really like seeing, you know, all the features that he got on here. He has been in LA for quite some time now. Um and he's really kind of showing showcasing, you know, his reach out there. He's able to get, you know, up and comers like Buddy, like Cousin Stiz, Kari Fox, we have Kyle on here, you know, people who are kind of making waves in their own right in the States for a long time. And so he's, you know, showing that he can kind of reach out and tap tap into these people and, and putting out some good videos with that as well. Uh, the videos are fa- fucking fantastic. Like, I, I just, like, that's what's kind of really cool about it. And I think that it's very cool that there was a level of fearlessness associated with and, like, a understanding of his own, like, complete artistic ability and vision from, you know, and, I, you know, we've talked about this a number of times. Like, it's more than just you can spit, you can put out an album. It's, like, what is the release like? What is the What are the videos like? Is it representative of you and what you're trying to put out as an artist and how you feel as a person and your own personal story? And I think he's able to do that. And, like, the features are just like really kind of well put together and i i, I just think they're good the kyle features uh fantastic you know because the stiz fucking is really fucking good too like it's just they're all like there is moments where he makes sure that he gets his due and he gets his shine but he also you know he, he chooses well and who to bring it in and, 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 and who to include in it. And it just like enriches the storytelling overall. And that's what I like about it. You know, as you mentioned, like you're, you talk about how the, you know, the label struggles and, you know, the, how you perceive what signing to a major label is going to be, you know, from the start versus what it is at the end of it. Like he tells that story, you know, uh, you know, in, in, in the opening bits of the album. And it's like, as a listener, that brings you closer to the artist and what they're trying to do and helps you understand what they're trying to do. And you know, like you're like, wasn't this guy signed? And it's like, well, let me tell you a little something about the industry and how it affected me and how it affected this. And then what you see is a complete vision of where he is in his life and what that is as a, you know, a Canadian living in LA trying to kind of make that shit work out. Yeah. And I think that's super important. And I think that someone like Jazz who can kind of, you know, talk to you about his highs, but also talk to you about his lows. That's some of my favorite music by him when he gets really introspective. I like what he kind of has to say. And he can kind of be self-reflective on, you know, what his experiences were and how he got to where he where he is at now. So I think that this album, you're going to get some of that there. I like those those opening joints. He has some of the braggadocious stuff that I like from him. The features are all kind of on point. I still feel like, you know, this is kind of dropping in the wake of, of 
you know, Donda and CLB. And I wish there was a little bit more space for this album, a little bit more notice for it as well. Especially in the Toronto space, like, you know, because if you're looking at, because like when CLB dropped, it was just, you know, obviously, you know, Drake is fucking, you know, the biggest artist on the planet. But, you know, like if you're looking at that from like a Toronto standpoint, it's an event and, you know, Toronto social media is always blowing up with it. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a social event for Torontonians. But I like, I feel like it would have been nice if that this got, you know, a little moment for that and people to be like, because there hasn't been a lot of, Hey, did you listen to this? It's fucking amazing. And it should have got it. But it's like, it's one of those things, man. It's small ships against, you know, sailing with bigger ships and, you know, you miss like I'm that I was worried kind of about that with a little Sims drop because, you know, it's not a Toronto artist, but like, you know, it gets lost in the, cause I think it dropped the same day as CLB. And it's like, well, that's was the low key, the best album to come out this year. And I think that jazz, this album for a Toronto, you know, for the Toronto artists is one of our strongest releases coming out. Especially when you think like, like tracks like Cheddar is so fucking good. Rock the Boat, even like Cuzzy's Revenge. Like, it's just like really, it's just like, the you know, in the, in the oral kind of landscape that's kind of painted on Cuzzy's Revenge and, you know, and it gets you into that, uh, that, that, that landscape. Um, you know, it's a good way in and I just, yeah, you know, it would have been cool to have more of that collective moment together about this. Yeah. And I think that is kind of needed here. I hope, you know, this album kind of does better on, on the back burner. People kind of catch on to it. I'm happy to see Jazz, you know, kind of take leadership over his own career again and, you know, be in the driver's seat again on that point. And this is a really good project. And I think that, you know, going down, it's going to probably be up there in terms of Toronto projects that tr- came out this year. I don't really see, you know, there's a there's a bunch out there. So and there's going to be a bunch more coming. But I think this is you know going to comfortably sit with those. And it's been, and this just kind of notes that it's been a strong, a strong year so far. I mean, we're sitting, you know, a couple months before the end of it, but it's been a strong year for the city as well. And just kind of driving home our, our, you know, our consistent refrain that what's coming out of the city is fucking fantastic. And the more the world knows about it, the better. Yeah. No. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so, you know, where do you think? you place this on a cog rating scale. I have this as an 8.5 as well. I really, really enjoyed it. Like, there's just a, you know, like, I don't really have much bad to say about it. I, you know, I just, I don't think it's as, you know, earth-shakingly strong as, like, a, uh, the Little Sims album, but uh, very few are. Um, it was a great listen, and, you know, Jazz Car Chase stuff is fucking good, and I like listening to it. And I'm glad we share a common city origin, because this is the kind of shit that makes, you know, makes us proud of, of where we come from yeah i have this at about a 7.8 i think that you know this is jazz kind of getting back into it right now and I, i'd like to see him kind of take it a couple steps up because i know he has that ability to um and i'd like to see you know a really strong next project from him and i think that's you know where he's setting himself up to get to yeah i think it's like i i think that maybe the whole if anything that the whole shift from major label to independent could have been, may have been jarring and that, you know, working in that ecosystem and having a little bit of time to absorb it, I think will help. And I think that I think clearly his best work is still yet to come. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we're in agreement there. So Kyle, you know, I think it's been 
a good episode. I've enjoyed talking to you, but we have a lot more music to talk about, so we're going to have to join each other again very shortly. Yes, we have so much music that hopefully, I mean, not hopefully this week isn't too eventful. Hopefully we get a little bit of opportunity to catch up because we're going to go across the pond again. I know... We're going to be talking about new DJ SP, friend of the podcast, and we always love doing that because it's always fucking good. So, yeah, we'll get to it. All right, Kyle. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Guys, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for subscribing, rating, uh, telling your friends about this podcast. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. And we w- will be back very shortly to talk about some new music with you. So thanks again. See ya. See you later, guys.